This is the Business of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast. Bringing you the latest bud, biz, buzz. Malcolm LaBelle of the Green Generation Co. joins me as usual. You can find more information at greengencompany.com and find out how Malcolm can help you in the cannabis industry. And uh, Malcolm, the first thing we're going to discuss today is that more celebrities are biting the dust in the cannabis industry in Canada. Why is that? Well, let's just say the laws are challenging. Uh, I'm talking about here this week, rapper Wiz Khalifa and Drake uh, were both reported. They had previously come out with uh, deals or branding or corporate ownership, something with different cannabis companies uh, in the past. And now this week it's reporting that um, basically they're going to be a no-go or they're, they're not pursuing um, one of the sightings was that uh, in one of the media articles was saying that, you know, Health Canada is really doing its um, due diligence here and, and sniffing around to the um, the fact that these kinds of relationships are offside with the laws in Canada, um, which most people just don't know. Um, I mean, I think here it harkens back to the ebook that I wrote a whole year ago on how not to market cannabis, uh, citing that there was uh, some loophole, that this is a loophole that some celebrities were willing to buy their way through. And according to my predictions, which are definitely coming true here, uh, Seth Rogen's houseplant brand, um, other than the fact that he owns the company and ha- the brand has nothing to do with his name or any of his likenesses in any of his movies, um, and Leafs by Snoop, which got around the uh, whole Snoop Dogg um, naming with an LBS, which stands for Leafs by Snoop, is the only thing that's left of that brand uh, having to do with Snoop Dogg. Um, other than that, um, cannabis uh, brands are literally not allowed to have any reference uh, to anything that's related to a lifestyle. The actual terms in the Cannabis Act uh, under Health Canada explicitly say that there can be no paid endorsement or any kind of remuneration um, that glamorizes a lifestyle, um, which exactly uh, is what Health Canada doesn't want you to possibly believe could happen if you use cannabis. (laughs) And I note, you know, don't don't ask Seth Rogen about his cannabis influence on his highly successful lifestyle because you know that wouldn't be true at all. He actually, uh, it's a story that we discussed last week. Uh, attributes every um, business move he makes uh, to the influence of cannabis because he says he is always under the uh, influence of cannabis, and 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 it is uh, interesting to see um, how. At first, when the legalization was announced, you heard about it seemed like every celebrity was going to get involved. And then when they found out what the restrictions were, only very few did. Um, Something like the trailer park buds that were out recently, I was shocked that actually made it through any of the regulations and onto store shelves before it got recalled. Um, Whereas uh, um, down in the States, it's kind of like wide open, do whatever you want. 
Yeah, it's funny. The whole trailer park brands are buds, actually. Of the, it's almost like the probably the people that were reviewing that at Health Canada had no idea what the trailer <laughs> park boys was all about. It was like it's such an old, like it's sort of an older reference, right? Like they're not on anymore. Mm-hmm. They're they're not a current likeness. So that's probably why, as my guess, is why it sort of got like looked over. Um, but the funniest thing about that is that, you know, it, it also comes back to the how people are having to rebrand. And we talked about Hobo. Uh, you guys have talked about Hobo last yeah. week. Like for both Trailer Park Buds and Hobo, I think that their rebrand could be as simple as Trailer Buds. Like a trailer is a very much a Canadian icon, you know, on the back mm-hmm. of a vehicle or any kind of trailer, you know, and they could have just short taken out the park and then it, might, it would have been okay and removed the whole lifestyle component because it's a, actually a thing. Um, I thought about that after as well as the hobo. I think um, it was a Chris I was talking about with Chris Wiley. He was saying that, you know, they're Dutchy love or whatever they're going Dutch with. Love. Dutch love, yeah. I'm like, why don't they just switch around the word hobo to boho, as in bohemian, which I think uh, was the sort of the feel that their stores feel like. So it's, I just, I feel like someone else needs to be hired to be doing their branding. Maybe it's me. I'll put up my hand because all day long I can think of these things. And I just find it hilarious because in the U.S., cannabis brands, like you mentioned, and CBD wellness brands, there's entire advertising agencies are spinning off additional advertising agencies specifically for the cannabis and CBD market. Like there were several different uh, releases about this in the same articles that I was reading about how there's these new cannabis marketing firms jumping up to start in the U.S. because of the high demand for all of this work. And I'm just thinking here in Canada, like, wow, I picked the wrong country to do work in. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, um, the, the the difference is, and, and one country is federally legalized. The other country is just uh, state by state. And, you know, you hope that the, you know, there's a time where our country catches up to that sort of uh, openness uh, when it comes to, um, the uh, the cannabis industry. All right, uh, let's move on to change makers, and uh, this is something that uh, I think is um, not brand new. Um, you know, certainly uh, water and uh, aquaponics and hydroponics have uh, been been used for a while, but getting more and more popular. And uh, man, the quality is out of sight. Yeah, I mean, when I first learned about what an aquaponics grow situation was. I was literally jumping up and down with how cool this was from a green perspective. So my company had just started at the time and I got a chance to tour this aquaponics uh, facility here in Calgary. And it's actually has nothing to do with cannabis. It's, it's all about growing in water with fish. And this is the cool part. This is the future of food. This is the answer to food sustainability and the ethos of what it means to be green. And I'm going to tell you about a couple of companies that are just killing it right now with this. So basically, cannabis cultivation can be done in a number of ways, as we've learned. There's soil mediums, there's aquaponic, there's, you know, using uh, hydroponics, there's different kinds of organic mediums, there's different kinds of sprays. There's so many different ways that you can grow plants. Biochar we're hearing about, which is kind of really the cool part of the evolution of how to grow stuff, um, which we're learning about as that's the really the innovation that's coming out of this industry is that there's more than one ways to grow a plant. Um, but aquaponics is particularly cool. 
Um, there's two companies in, in Canada that have licensed, uh, they're licensed producers. They've gotten their licenses to grow cannabis alongside fish. And that's Stuart Farms, which I'm pretty sure you've talked to Tanner before. Yeah, he's been on this show before. Yeah. Yeah. So he's one of my clients and his uh, company's at stuartfarms.life. And they're out in New Brunswick. Um, and then Aqualitas is a newer, is another one that's also on the Atlantic side of the com- country. And But the cool thing about this is you really don't need any specific place in the world. You could literally do this anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really good for sustainability, for growing stuff, like all kinds of food and, and greenery and fish, in harsh climates where climate change has made outdoor growing conditions next to impossible. Like think Arctic or sub-Saharan Africa or mm-hmm. islands frequently uh, you know, hit with hurricanes. This solves our world food insecurity problem in one type of business operation. And basically what it is, is really cool. It's a fish farm. So it's an indoor fish farm, which is essentially fish swimming in giant, looks like kiddie pools, but they're a little bit bigger. Um, And the fish poo is actually the uh, fertilizer that goes and... um, fertilizes the plants and mm-hmm. it's a clo- entirely closed organic system. Well, the, the, the beautiful thing about that is, um, you know, as you learn a little bit more, as I did about uh, uh, with, with uh, Tanner from uh, Stewart farms is that it's just a, a, a cycle of uh, you know, like you said, uh, solving a food insecurity problem and using a perfect fertilizer uh, for organic cannabis. And it's just self-sustaining and it serves uh, a lot of different markets. And, you know, the water is used again. I mean, there's virtually no waste and whatever waste is you is, there is, is put back into growing plants. Exactly. And the only really the magic behind it is just matching the right fish species with the right plant species. But it's, mm. it, it's infinite. So there's literally, um, like other than cannabis and I think, town is using tilapia yep. um, there's also like pretty much any fish in the world um, that fits inside it's kind of got to be a size range that's okay for indoor you know you wouldn't want to be putting giant tuna in there or anything. <laughs> um, but the whole salad could be grown on the other side of the greenhouse microgreens was the one the deep water farms in calgary they were growing what they called um, a bassa, which was not, it was a different kind of fish, but they called it a bassa because it's a white fatty fish with micro microgreens, like high quality kale and microgreens. You could do strawberries, you could do cucumbers, soybeans, tomatoes. It's just a matter of matching the output of the fish to the input of the plants and you have a perfect closed system. And in some cases they're even creating their own energy with um, byproducts from this. Cause it does need a lot of lights. These are indoor grow facilities. Um, I think Tanner's experimenting with some pretty cool new lighting led technology mm. and the whole vertical farming world. Like the, the cool part about this is even the most awesome of all of this is the really that it's the opposite of the hundred mile radius. If you flip right. If you flip the farm to table, you know, movement on its head and you put the aqua farm, the aquaponics farm in the middle of a city, because it all it needs is just a giant warehouse. Like that's it. Like a, a giant warehouse on a cement slab. Everything is above ground um, and you need a little bit of water and maybe a, a little bit of electricity to get started. But you could literally power your own system. Then a hundred miles out from you is your delivery routes and you're driving a hundred miles around your 
aquaponics um, facility to deliver fresh caught daily fish and, and micro cannabis or, or micro greens or cucumbers or whatever you've got. And there's no ocean, no ocean, no sun and no climate needed. It's an entirely um, artificial environment, but with all natural and organic inputs. Yeah. And uh, you're mentioning Stewart Farms. Uh, Tanner was mentioning that uh, they just uh, drive down to Boston and, and uh, the, that coastal area. And uh, boom, uh, there's a, there's a market for the fish. Now, we're, we're kind of sticking with this theme for what it means to be green. Yeah, because this is the epitome of what it means to be green. Like, honestly, like green is not just a color. Obviously, we talk about it as a theme. But what it means to be green is an entirely sustainable, clean future that doesn't necessarily need the change to happen externally. So what that means is that, you know, we've, the world, especially in Alberta here, there's been a huge driver to push um, back the carbon, um, you know, the, the carbon equation. Like how do we reduce the carbon output that we have in our world so that we can, so that we can have a longer, cleaner, um, you know, climate. And this really kind of works around that entire equation because climate isn't a factor. You don't need a climate at all. You could literally do this on Mars or the moon. You know, have you seen the movie The Martian or even the show Space Force? In both of those, um, you know, what I would say hypothetical futuristic situations, they are trying to grow potatoes in very closed uh, system loops. But this is exactly what can be done here. They're all sustainable, low carbon, continuous food supplies. They could produce medicine and they're a climate change solution. They are the future of food and they're fully an agri-tech business. The only fact that makes it cannabis is that they can grow cannabis too. Well, for sure. And, and, you know, that's the, uh, for, you know, for me, um, as much as I love, uh, cannabis and this is terrific to grow it, I'm thinking of, uh, the, you know, solving the food insecurity program, uh, with this and, uh, the, the lack of a carbon footprint, uh, that it has on it. And of course the benefit is that you get better quality cannabis. And I know from, you know, talking to Tanner and different people that, uh, this is certainly a passion for him. Oh my gosh, he is so passionate about it. It's hilarious. It's great though, because his passion is extremely um, contagious and it's showing in his business. And I can't wait. I can't wait to try the first grow. I think it's, they're coming up real soon here to uh, finishing their first grow. And I hopefully I'm on one of those people that gets to try that. But this this whole concept, it's, it's just amazing. You know, like I've been saying, cannabis is a catalyst for healing the world. Well, this is a perfect example of how cannabis is, as a plant is we're trying something new. We're catalyzing a new, an industry from, it's actually a really old technology. It's not even new 20, 30 mm-hmm. years of indoor fish farming right. and aquaponics is not a new thing, but cannabis is being, tr- it's being tried with cannabis because cannabis is a hard plant to grow consistently and grow consistently well indoors. As we have seen, it's been quite a struggle, but this really answers so many problems with one business and there are countries out there like i mean 
the continent of Africa. There's people here in Canada which are trying to help the entire continent of Africa figure out their food insecurity issues because the climate is continuing to get hotter. Uh, like we already, you know, even worse feeling here in North America. And the whole Beyond Meat movement. I mean, what do you think Beyond Meat is? Beyond, it's, you know, it's pea protein. It's plant protein. Well, how do you grow a plant and generate a lot of protein? You need a ton of it and you need to grow it indoors. So it's the same operations. And I think that this is what's going to save the world. Um, and I'm really excited about it. And I can't wait to help Tanner support his business. Um, and I can't wait to hear more about Aqualitas and see what they're doing too. Ah, for sure. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, the, you know, the future is definitely, uh, green. And for those people that want to find out more information, you can check out www.greengencompany.com and you can see how Melka can help you. Thank you so much as usual. Enjoy the heat wave and we'll talk next week. Thanks Dean. Have a good week.